Happy Thursday within the octave of Easter. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. 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 Amen. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is an absolute game changer. Terry, do you notice that when we talk about people that are dead, like, for example, you know, George Washington, Winston Churchill, Abraham Lincoln, John Paul II, we call them the late, great John Paul II. That's right. Right. And appropriately. The only person that we don't call the late, great is the Lord Jesus Christ. You know why? Because he's alive. Exactly. That's why everybody else who's dead, the late, great Abraham Lincoln, the late, great uh, Winston Churchill. We never say the late great Jesus because he's alive. Take that to the bank. Amen, Jesse. And you know, I think every day, especially this octave of Easter, I'm, how grateful I am. I'm going to be meeting with a young man today. Pray for her. I, get, I tell you, like our, you're our family. Jesse and I tell you things. Yeah. That I meet with a young man who's, whose brother died tragically as a young man, and they're going to have their funeral. And He's confused, and he wants to meet with me, and I'm going to teach him about the meaning and purpose of life because his parents were Catholic, but he never was baptized. I'm hoping to sign him up for the class I'm going to be giving on the convert classes. So I'm going to take him to lunch today and sit down and say, you know why you're confused? I'll tell you two things. You've never been taught the meaning and purpose of life. So pray for that. Just today's show, you picked some good ones, brother. Easter launching the revolution of the cross. Yeah, it's a revolution. Jesus did it. He started his church through the cross. Another one, the FBI admits to seeking information within the Diocese of Richmond and also Mm. the SSPX. This is unbelievable. But just before we get into any of that, and even the gospel, I need to know, File, this is all good news right now, folks. We're, We're making progress. West Virginia governor signs supporting pro-life pregnancy centers. So now these pro-life centers are going to be getting some funding from the state. And, I mean, that wouldn't happen in California, that's for sure. So I think, you know, West Virginia, my hat's off to you. Also, another state, Idaho, bans trafficking minors across the state line for abortion without the parental consent. What's happening, Jesse, as you know, they're taking these, these little, these women, these girls, to get abortions where states will allow it, and, uh, you know, without the permission of their parents, just just go ahead and get it done. So this is good that they're putting pre- some precautions into stopping that. The last one, good to know, file, is Nebraska. Hey, Jesse, have you noticed where most of these states are? They're not on the West Coast, brother. Mm. Nebraska, Senate advances pro-life heartbeat bill banning abortion after six weeks. What's happening, Jess, as you know, Texas led the way, this heartbeat bill. It's a, it's a way to help to stop the killing of innocent life. And we know it's been six months since June, the Feast of the Sacred Heart, when it was overturned Roe versus Wade. Thousands and thousands of babies. I have a granddaughter who's three and a half months old. I thought about that. Lots of her brothers and sisters in the Lord uh, are born because of Roe versus Wade being uh, overturned. And I think about the lives that are being saved. So we can't stop. we got to keep moving forward. That's my good-to-know file. How about you, Jess? Terry, I have a couple of need-to-know, not exactly good-to-know, but need-to-know files. Got it. <clears throat> and we call, I'm going to call this the Biden Watch. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> Irish Marian Shrine, yep. Our Lady of Knock, yep. is delighted to host pro-abortion Terrible. for LGBT Joe Biden during state visit. A scandalous. The, the priest rector, Father Richard Gibbons, said, he's the rector at the Knock Shrine, he said, we are delighted to welcome President Joe Biden to Knock Shrine. Next, Biden asked the Department of Justice 
to find ways to limit Texas heartbeat law. And Biden says life does not begin at conception. Next. Biden admin sues to force doctors to perform same-sex surgeries or sex, sex change surgeries, and he attacks Catholic nuns in the process. That's right. Next. Biden signs executive order <clears throat> promoting abortion on demand. Joe Biden is a vocal supporter of unlimited abortion on demand at taxpayers' expense, same-sex marriage, and transgender ideology. Next. Biden has violated fundamental Catholic teachings at least 32 times, reports one of the bishops. Next. Portland, Portland Archbishop slams Biden for supporting the right to abort a child. Mm-hmm. Next. Biden attacks DeSantis for protecting children from transgender mutilation. Uh, Biden says what, what DeSantis is doing is close to sinful. <laughs> hey, what about this one? Biden DOJ wants no jail time for transgender vandal who attacked the Catholic Church. That was on my list. He's, yeah. oh, he's on, Jesse, he's on all the wrong sides. And, you know, just because he's a Catholic, uh, this is very serious because he has to take all of this to his exit interview. I want to pray for his conversion because he's got to knock this off because Ob- it's Objectively speaking. Yeah. He's going, objectively speaking, okay. he's on his way to hell. Yes, he is. And now, out of mercy, uh, he, we're tell, out of charity, yeah. we're telling him to knock it off. Yeah. When you look at what he's doing, objectively, this is in, for in, this is in full public display his mortal sins. That's right. He's going to hell, objectively, if he doesn't repent. Next, Biden moves to block Texas from restricting transgender yep, procedures for kids. Next. Biden admin ends ends Trump rule that blocked tax taxpayer dollars to abortion industry. Next, Biden admin directives threaten pharmacists who refuse to fill prescriptions for abortion inducing drugs. Next, Biden admin to require abortion sex change coverage on health plans. Next, Biden admin moves to strip conscience rights from medical professionals. And finally, does it end? Biden admin proposes expanded Title IX protections to include gender identity. Uh, the proof is in the pudding. He is the worst president we've ever had in the United States of America. Yeah, God have mercy on him because all the things you just nailed him on as are serious mortal objective sins. And unless he repents, you're right, objectively, he's going to hell. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. But that's, I mean, Terry, what, what would John the Baptist tell King Herod? Oh. Uh, repent. You, you, you need that's to repent. the gospel, and, man. Yeah. Repent and believe. And that's and that's what we're calling Joe Biden to do. We're calling him to repent and believe in the gospel, because objectively speaking, he's jumping over, as Father Bill Casey says, he's jumping over the trap door of hell. Yep. Well said. All right. Let's get some soul food in, brother. You got it. Terry, I'm going to do the first reading. I, I'm glad you are. The book of Acts. I, I just, um, it's I got a, a lot to, a lot to share with us. Okay. <clears throat> first reading. Uh, As the crippled man who had been cured clung to Peter and John, all the people hurried in amazement towards them in the portico called Solomon's portico. Mm-hmm. When Peter saw this, he addressed the people, you children of Israel, why are you amazed at this? And why do you look so intently at us as if we had made him walk by our own power or piety? The God of Abraham, by the way, I watched that movie this week and it's worth watching. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers has glorified his servant, Jesus, whom you handed over and denied in Pilate's presence. When he had decided to release him, 
You denied the holy and righteous one and asked that a murderer be released to you. The author of life. Wow. Look at what Jesus has called here. The author of life. Wow. That means he's God. Exactly. You put him, The author yeah. of life. You put to death, but God raised him from the dead. Of this we are witnesses. Yeah. Mm. The death of God, uh, St. Augustine calls it deicide. Yes. And by faith in his name, this man whom you see and know, his name is made has made strong and the faith that comes through it has given, has given him this perfect health in the presence of all of you. Now I know brothers and sisters that you acted out of ignorance just as your leaders did, but God has thus brought to fulfillment what he had announced beforehand through the mouth of, through the mouth of all the prophets that his Christ would suffer. Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be wiped away and that the Lord may grant you times of refreshment and send you the Christ already appointed for you, Jesus, whom heaven must receive until the times of universal restoration of which God spoke through the mouth of his holy prophets from of old. For Moses said, a prophet like me will the Lord your God raise up for you from among your own kin. To him you shall listen in all that, that he may say to you. Everyone who does not listen to that prophet, it's a reference to Jesus, mm-hmm. will be cut off from the people. Those are the words of Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 18. Those are one of the over 400 messianic prophecies fulfilled in the person of Christ. Last paragraph. Moreover, all the prophets who spoke from Samuel and those afterwards also announced these days. You are the children of the prophets and of the covenant that God made with your ancestors when he said to Abraham, in your offspring, all the families of the earth shall be blessed for you first. God raised up his servant and sent him to bless you by turning each of you from your evil ways. The God, uh, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know, Jesse, I, that so much applies to us today. And it applies to evil. Biden, Terry, specifically. Oh, evil. Uh, Biden's an evil ruler. Uh, today's today's first reading is calling the wicked people to repentance. Yeah. We're calling Biden to repentance. Yeah. And the, the, today's reading, it ends by saying you've got to turn from your, your evil ways. We're calling Joe Biden, a fellow Catholic, to turn from his evil ways as well. And that's charity. Let's bring the smartest guy into the room for a quick comment from Fulton Sheen. Full Sheen ahead. We talked about euthanasia yesterday, and I thought, well, let's talk about pain. Yet Bishop Sheen says pain in itself is not unbearable. It is the failure to understand its meaning that is unbearable, meaning that wasted pain. People are in the hospital who are suffering are going to go watch the I Love Lucy shows on the TV to distract themselves because the pain is so high. Or they're going to take some more drugs wow. so that they have feeling no feeling. And when we as Catholics understand that pain is God's megaphone, it gets our attention, and that we can unite our sufferings with the sufferings of Christ to help redeem the world... First Colossians chapter one, read it. This Sign is me up. this is a game changer, Jess, for Catholics. Christians never heard this before. That are Protestant, read Colossians chapter one. I fill up what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ for the good of the church. We come back, we'll have more about the Easter launching, the revolution of the cross of Jesus Christ. Welcome back, Jesse. I'm going to mention something about Pope Francis. The report was that the Pope was unconscious when he arrived at the hospital 10 days ago, and I think his uh, health is in serious uh, conditions, and so 
he didn't have any Easter commitments and, um, uh, you know, he's got some issues with his health. So, you know, God's will be done. I pray that all the things that uh, he will confirm us in our faith, I pray that every day at the rosary. And uh, uh, so his health is is wavering. And, uh, you know, no pope lives forever, Jess, and we will be getting a new pope. It's just a matter of time. And uh, my thought on Pope Francis is I pray that uh, he will confirm us in our faith and not bring about ambiguity, which has been a theme of his 10-year pontificate. I still yeah. think he could yep. have a, maybe have a, a, a deathbed conversion of saying, mm-hmm. wait a minute, I can't, why am I saying all these ambiguous things about the Catholic faith? Because it's, it, people are saying, well, what, what do we believe anymore? So I, I, at a charity, my prayers are for him. Uh, I'm not actually praying. I'll be honest with you, and people are going to get mad at me. I'm not praying that his health will get better. And I'll tell you why. Same here. I, I'm, I'm, Jesse, I'm just saying it because I want him to have his Jesus moment of yes. orthodoxy and haven't seen that for 10 years. So out of charity, I'm going to pray for that. All right, I had to, I had to bring that up, Jess. Let's move on to the next yep, topic. Yep, we pray for a person, the conversion of their soul. Yeah. We're all going to die. You say, oh, Lord, give them 10 more years. We're all no. going to die. Just get, get over that. Death is part of the natural process. <laughs> exactly. We want to pray for the conversion of the human soul to die in a state of sanctifying grace and not in a state of... Uh, of, of mortal sin. Yep. So <clears throat> Let's hit it. the Easter is the unleashing or the launching of the revolution of the cross. Yep. Father John Perricone, a great, great priest in the he East coast. He is. says it should be unsettling like an earthquake. Wondrous as the explosion of galaxies penetrating as the sound of a thousand marching armies in 132 AD. Emperor Hadrian punished a Jewish insurrection by leveling all of Jerusalem. His engineers selected Calvary as the site of the forum and capital of the new city, Elia Capotolina. Uh, Emperor Hadrian erected a statue of Jupiter over the Holy Sepulcher. It's unbelievable. We talk about what we're doing. What about back then? Same thing, Jess. Go ahead. And Emperor Hadrian erected a statue of Venus <laughs> over the spot. These are false gods, yes. the Greeks, where Christ was crucified. In Bethlehem, Abram, uh, Emperor Hadrian built a temple to Adonis, the Greek goddess of love, over the site of the manger. Unbelievable, Jesse. I, I'm wonder where, I, I just wonder where Emperor Hadrian is at right now. Oh, just yeah. wondering. You think? Yeah. <laughs> there will always be something in man eager to bury Christ's victory over Satan. That's right. Whether it be Roman emperors building cities over Calvary or, or French Revolution Jacobin fanatics yeah. enthroning the goddess of reason on the high altar of Paris, yeah. Notre Dame Cathedral, or Joseph Stalin exploding 72,884 churches in Russia. is that unbelievable? The most formidable enemies of Christ are the ones who bear his title and anointed privileges. Yes. Their betrayals are far more lethal, for they are more unexpected. Invested with trust by God's little ones, they are more easily led away to bury Christ's victory. Their naivete serves the aims of the treason by the clerics. No Roman emperor could bury Christ more effectively than one cleric who preaches a Christ without the cross or a religion of sentimentality rather than redemption. That sounds like a Bishop Sheen quote. Go ahead. Yeah. 
outrages against Christ don't come principally from blowing up churches, but refashioning the exacting moral teaching of Christ. And we see that today. Go ahead. Can anything more securely bury Christ's victory than this proposition of the German Synodal Way winning their bishops vote by a majority of 176 against 14. 14. Give me a break. What if they vote for unanimously? Here it is. Quote, we German bishops call for the blessing of same-sex couples on the basis of a re-evaluation of homosexuality as a norm variant of human sexuality. Close quote. It's very boldly stated. Um, so, yeah, this is what these heretical bishops agreed upon. Yeah. Christian loathing Roman emperors could never outdo what the German synodal way just did. <laughs> it's true. Permitting divorced and remarried to Holy Communion is more insulting to Christ than a hundred persecutions from communist governments. And tell us why that is, Jess. Let's just go off the topic, off the article. Because let's face it, there's responsibility. The prelates have a great responsibility to, to fulfill their promise. Let me just re- remind every bishop, every priest said this when they were ordained. Are you ready? Are you resolved to be faithful and constant in the proclaiming of the gospel of Christ? And second, here it comes. Are you resolved to maintain the deposit of faith entire and incorrupt as handed down by the apostles and professed by the church everywhere and at all times? Yes or no? And if it's no, sit down. Get somebody else in. Continue, Jess. Terry, we're living in the time of the Arian heresy. <laughs> You're not kidding, we are. We're, yeah, we're, we're uh, St. Jerome said, I think 80 to 90% of the, bish- the bishops denied That's that Christ right. was God. And we got that going on again. And we and we also live like in the time of the English martyrs. Oh, yeah. Or uh, I think, what, one or two bishops if, were the yeah. only ones? Ones that I know, yes. Yeah, that uh, that opposed uh, King Henry VIII. All yeah. the other Catholic bishops, they just got in line, Terry. Yep. Yeah, and and also, what did the Catholic bishops do to Saint Joan of Arc? <laughs> they had her killed. Yeah, they... it was it was English Catholic bishops that had her killed. Nothing new. And then and then, guess what happened? Thirty yeah. years later, yeah. we realized they made a mistake that she was actually a saint, and now we call her Saint Joan of Arc. I wonder where those bishops are that sat at her trial and had her killed, burned alive. Well, I think yeah. that it's fair to say they're not upstairs. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> permitting divorce and remarried to Holy Communion yeah. is more insulting to Christ than 100 persecutions from communist governments. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, okay. Uh, you said that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, trading the stringent balm of Christ and the Holy Sacrament of Confession yep. for the therapeutic babble of accompaniment. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Is to become the friends of sin. Not the friends of sinners. Hey, Jess, can I jump in right now? These are times that you and I, we talk to these people who call and say to us, hey, I went to confession and I told the priest X, Y, and Z, a mortal sin of impurity. And he said, oh, don't worry about that. Uh, It's not a sin anymore. See, those are the kinds of things that are serious matter and that we, the prelates, need to be accountable for. And when they get their exit interview and you've been encouraging people to commit mortal sin, you're not only participating in that sin, you've committed a sin that can damn you to hell for all eternity. Amen. Continue. When the successors of the apostles maintain a safe silence in the face of LGBTQ plus propaganda, <laughs> plus. they are bearing the victory of Christ more effectively, more effectively 
than Emperor Hadrian burying the Holy Sepulchre under the statue of Jupiter. Yes, let me step in right. That statement justify why that's true. Tell us why it's it's more effective than a secular person doing something bad to the why is it why is this a more efficaciously terrible because of the clergy doing it rather than a lay person, correct? Because because the church is a pillar and foundation of truth, first Timothy three fifteen. Yeah. And when I say the church, we're talking about the teaching authority of the church, yes. which are the popes and the bishops. They're the successors of the apostles. They are the highest authority on planet Earth on faith and morals. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they trump the Supreme Court. They trump the president of the United States. <laughs> exactly. They trump Congress. There is no more definitive voice on planet Earth than the, the Pope and all the bishops in unison because their authority comes from Christ, not from the Constitution. And, and so when they don't exert their authority in the right way and they, they've compromised their authority by giving out error, uh, that's a serious matter. Yeah, Jesus Christ says, uh, uh, Jesus' cousin in James chapter 3, verse 1, yeah. he says, Woe to you. Yep, I knew it. Don't, don't many of you, you know, desire to become teachers, yep. for teachers will be judged by a stricter severity. Amen, brother. Yeah. Uh, permitting a pro-abortion Catholic politicians to receive Holy Communion is far more malicious to Christ than building a pagan temple That's to Adonis right. over the manger at Bethlehem. Of course, decades of dissimulating theological debate over the issue only aggravates the offense. Aren't clerics, such as these terrified by Hebrews, as it says in the book of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 and following, it says this, if we sin deliberately after receiving knowledge of the truth, and I'm, and, and I, and I, I'm projecting this to the bishops, all oh, our yeah. bishops out there. Anybody, responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Especially if we sin deliberately after receiving knowledge of the truth, there is no long there there is no longer remains sacrifice for sins, but a fearful prospect of judgment and a flaming fire that is going to consume the adversaries. Anyone who rejects the law of Moses is put to death without pity on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Do you not think that a much worse punishment is due the one who has contempt for the Son of God? Bishops, I hope you're listening. Most of you bishops, there's a few good ones. Considers unclean the covenant blood by which he was consecrated and insults the spirit of grace. We know the one who said, vengeance is mine, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God, close quote. Wow. Jesse, I want to throw something else into this article. And that's um, Bishop Paraki's response at thecatholicvoit.com. There's an article where he says this, that it's deeply troubling to consider the possibility that prelates holding the office of diocesan bishop in the Catholic Church, they may be separated or not in full communion with the Catholic Church because of heresy, wrote Paraki, a canon lawyer. Here's what he says, Jesse. He's acknowledging in his essay that the term heretic has been abused in some Catholic debates, but by carefully quoting several canons of canon law, he made the case that calling Cardinal McElroy's proposal heretical is not hyperbolic but a sad and worrisome reality especially when it comes to the condition necessary to receive holy communion to receive established by the catholic church the main condition for the reception of the eucharist is not is is not being in mortal sin and McElroy has rejected that principle and here's the serious part about it he's citing canon law saying that a cardinal of the Catholic Church, like any other Catholic who denies settled Catholic teaching, hmm. embraces heresy by the result of which is automatic 
excommunication from the Catholic Church. I didn't say it. He said it. I agree with him. God bless you, Bishop Rapaki, for having the, the... That's guts. Yeah, the guts, the courage to say that. You know, he, you know, he took some arrows in the back for that, Terry. Oh, you got that right. Yeah. But, it's, it's, but you see, this is what we're dealing with right now. That's why we need to be praying for our prelates, because many of them are, are, are just way off on his Catholic teaching. And out of charity, I read this. I think it's charitable to tell Cardinal McCarrick, you're excommunicating yourself, brother. You, your, your exit interview, when it comes, and it will come, you're excommunicated from the Catholic Church. Yep, that's what the church is taught, teaching. Now, whether it happens formally, probably not, Jess. Not with the administration we have right now. But they don't realize it's already, it's already occurred automatically. That's my position. All yeah. right, when we come back, we'll talk more yeah, about we'll talk about this, yeah. our faith and the revolution that Jesus Christ yep. started by from his death, life, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Stay with us, family. We're back to Terry and Jesse show. Remember Canon Law says if souls, uh, the, the, the whole point of Canon Law is for the salvation of souls. And as Bishop Sheen says, if souls are saved, everything is saved. If souls aren't saved, nothing is saved. And so my comment, I've already got some feedback about the Cardinal McCarrick, Cardinal McElroy's situation. Yeah, objectively, canon law excommunicates someone mm-hmm. who's teaching heresy, especially when they're responsible like a cardinal is. So anyhow, just let's get back to that article, brother. Yes, uh, this article is written by Father jo- uh, John Perricone. It's called... Launching the Revolution of the Cross. Yep. He says, St. Columbanus of the 5th century swept down from the Holy Ireland into the darkness of Western Europe, identifying himself and his towering, ruddy and fearsome monks, revolutionaries of the cross. Mm -hmm. They were fearless in challenging the regnant paganism. And we have to be fearless. Continue. Yes. Not announcing a detente, a, a detente with it. In other words, uh, they weren't trying to to to, to cease hostility. No. They confronted these these yeah. hostile pagans at a charity. They happily destroyed pagan temples and sacred pagan totem poles so that the bright fires of the cross revolution could blaze for all the world to marvel. Can I jump in, Jess? You know what that reminds me of? The Pachamama today. Oh, the guys yeah. went out and took the Pachamama. We know who did it. And threw it into the river. And I thought, this is like going back to first century Christianity, second century, third century. I think we need more of that. Continue, Jess. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, give me a break. These Herculean priests traveled pagan Europe in the revolution of the cross, which would never leave men's souls the same again. The apostolic work calls to mind the, the laments of an Anglican cleric in the 19th century who groaned, quote, <laughs> when St. Paul entered into the towns, there were riots. When I come into a town, they invite me to tea. <laughs> That's amazing. Quote. I love that quote. That Easter, Go ahead. Yeah. Easter is the unleashing of the revolution of the cross. <clears throat> it should be unsettling like an earthquake, wondrous as the explosion of galaxies, penetrating as a sound of a thousand marching armies. Amen. Easter is the unleashing of the revolution of the cross. It, uh, under the, deadening, under the deadening hand of secularism, Easter has become a genteel reproachment with the world, a time to go along, to get along. Oh, my gosh. Easter's yeah. raw yeah. and transformative divine power 
has undergone a vicious reductio ab absurdum, which means to reduce something to absurdity. It's now a mincing, wide-eyed bonhomie, or what I like to tell people is turned into nothing but balloons, banners, and butterflies. That's a, that's, that's a better way of saying it. I like yes. that. Yeah, go ahead. For all intents and purposes, Easter has been reconfigured to mean the nullification of the passion. Yep. Useless is the cross. Yep. In the anthem drone heard in most parishes and pasted on cheap felt banners that says, we are an Easter people. I see that all the time. <laughs> Yeah, with the music, all are welcome by, yeah, there you go. by uh, Marty Hagen. <laughs> Nowhere is this more painfully obvious than in the theatrical burlesque. The word burlesque means a mocking treatment of a solemn object. Now being passed off as the mass of Christian burial. Through this disfigured funeral rite, most Catholics have been bullied into believing that everyone who dies has already won the palm of heaven's victory. every day here, yep. Consequence, no prayers and suffrages required for the deceased, mm. severing one of the bulwarks of Catholic piety and soteriology, the study of salvation. Yep. Any wonder why the offering of mass cards for a happy repose is a thing of the past? Look no further than here. Mm. Here's my comment. This is an example that we've bought into the heresy of universal salvation. That's exactly where I was going to go on that. Yeah, everybody's saved. Don't worry about, you know, grandma, grandpa. And, oh, and, no. and they, what they do is they give no charity to the departed souls of their loved ones. They just assume, hey, how can we get through this? Now, again, Jesse, I see hundreds of funerals a year here. This is not unusual when I hear someone say, well, let's go get grandma, uh, you know, uh, liquefied or um, let's get grandma, uh, whatever, liquefied. put her down because we got to move on and get, get the assets and move forward. And they have nothing about praying prayers for the deceased loved one. This has to come back because it's not charitable to just get through the funeral and then look for the money that comes after. I see that too often. Isn't that the truth, Terry? I see it, Jess, every yeah, week at least. Yeah. This rebooting of the Easter mystery camouflages its blinding grandeur in a shroud of lifeless gray. It renders its majestic impact a mere cartoon. All are saved by the fact of merely being human mm. or in the argot of the day, being a good person. Yeah. Calvary is rendered a fussy historical curiosity for man now lives his life without God. This is full court Pelagianism. Yeah. Detestable in the time of St. Augustine, even more detestable now. The ancient aspiration proclaims Ave crux spes unica, which means hail the cross, our only hope. How much that aspiration makes reimagined Catholic squirm? But the resurrection confirms this. No merit accrues from the resurrection. Only the crucifixion saves us from our shipwreck. Easter makes us all of the revolutionaries of the cross. Without the sweet revolution, other dark, very dark revolutions will triumph. Well, and but, they already are. Yeah. And Jesse Bishop Sheen said it well, without Good Friday, there's no Easter Sunday. And, th and what's happened is we keep focusing on the resurrected Christ. And rightly, we should be saying the resurrected Christ. But without the crucifixion, that's not Christianity. That's just a piece of Christianity. And what happens is 
it's more palatable to people to think that, hey, my actions don't have any consequences. I mean, I, you know, I'm not that bad. I'm not killing people every day. But the fact remains is that we need to live a virtuous life, to live a life according to God's gospel, and to live in the state of grace. And what's happening is they're not being told that. So many Catholics are falsely, you know, living their lives in mortal sin and wondering why certain things are happening in their home, uh, certain things are happening in their country. I, I want to throw one thing at you, Jesse, that I heard Father uh, a tear, Father uh, from the, uh, I mean, Father Chris Ayler say that from a mystic, saying that for every abortion in America, a demon is let loose in our country. And I said, I wanted to know what, where he got that source. But if you think about it, a killing of an innocent baby, we're talking 60 million babies have been killed through abortion. That's 60 million demons that were released. And you wonder why we have problems. Have you heard that uh, quote, Jesse, before? I've heard everybody from Libra Crystal, Father Ripperger, yeah. Kyle Clement, Dan Schneider have, have all quoted that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll try to find out where they got it from. Good, because I like to know my source. That's all. Yeah. So, yeah, I could just tell you that you got some pretty weighty people that are teaching that. You know, uh, uh, Terry, uh, 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 in terms of going to heaven, yeah. um, uh, I just want to give some people some practical advice. We need it. Yeah, don't, don't. You could orient yourself and make sure that you're on your way to heaven. Do the first Friday devotions. Yes. The first Friday devotions that our Lord gave to St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. Okay. Uh, that way you'll make sure that you, it's, it's, they're called the nine first Friday devotions. This way you'll know that you're orienting your soul towards heaven. Here's something I would also recommend to you as your brother in Christ. Wear the brown scapular. Make sure a priest installs you in the brown scapular. Yes. Our Lady of Mount Carmel promised in 1251, quote, those who wear the brown scapular Whoever dies invested with the scapular shall be preserved from the eternal flames. It is a sign of salvation, a sure safeguard in danger, a pledge of peace and of my special protection until the end of the ages. Here's something else that I would recommend to all of you to make sure that you're pointed towards heaven. Mm -hmm. Pray the rosary every day. Amen. In the 15 promises of Our Lady to the, of the, of, to the rosary, one of the promises is... She says, those who pray the rosary every day are predestined to go to heaven. Did you hear that? Sign me up, man. Are predestined to go to heaven. Yep. By the way, something that I forgot to mention me. about wearing the brown scapular. There's a beautiful prayer that's attached. I mean, a, a, not only prayer, a promise attached to it, to this. It's called the Sabbatine privilege. That's right. The Blessed Virgin Mary, she said... That uh, anybody who wears a brown scapular will not die and feel, uh, suffer the fires of hell. But she also promised, it's called the Sabbatine privilege. She said that uh, everybody who dies wearing the brown scapular, Our Lady promises to release them from purgatory through her special intercession on the first Saturday after their death. So think about that. If you die on Friday, you got a short, in, in a state of grace, you, die, you got a short stint in purgatory because Saturday morning, the Blessed Mother's going to come and pick you up. And here's one more thing that I would say that, that, that's, that's helpful. Yeah. Let's say that, uh, you know, this is Divine Mercy Week. Okay. As Catholics, if you can't get a priest for somebody who's dying, 
a family member or friend who's dying, rush over there if you can or do it through the phone. That's the take out your rosary and tell and pray the divine mercy for them and tell them, I'm going to pray for you and I want you to pray along with me and receive these prayers and open your heart to Jesus Amen. and trust in his mercy. Our, our Lord Jesus Christ says that if you pray over the sick and dying, the divine mercy, and they receive your prayers, they open their heart, they have contrition, Back. they receive your prayers, that Jesus says when they die, I will not see, I will not uh, 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 encounter them as a, as a just judge. I will encounter, appear to them as their merciful Savior. And Jesse, this is pretty much the Fatima message, too, about souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Think about this weekend. I know I have a priest coming at 3 o'clock to have a meeting about our convert course. I'm going to go to confession today because I want to have mercy Sunday and receive those graces uh, for that. And I would encourage all of us to do that for this Amen. weekend. Yes. Hey, when we come back, Jess, we're going to talk about the FBI. Yep, admits to seeking informants within the Diocese of Richmond and the SSPX. And uh, this is a serious matter. But, you know, like I said the other day, Bishop Sheen was investigated by the FBI also. Wow. Let's, uh, let's talk about that when we come back. Stay with us, family. You're listening to The Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Welcome back to The Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Yes, before we get on to this topic, my phone's burning up. I guess I hit a light uh, when I mentioned that Cardinal McElroy could be excommunicating himself by teaching her heresy. And what was he teaching is that active homosexuals should still be able to receive Holy Communion. That's not what the Catholic Church teaches. Now, I'm not in management. I'm in sales. I'm only quoting another bishop who's a canon lawyer who's saying that this is the case. So, you know, if the shoe fits, wear it. Yeah, the, the term is called late yeah. sententia. Yeah. That's Latin. That means automatic excommunication. Yeah. In other words, there are certain sins that are so wicked that the church, you don't need a bishop or, or, no. to excommunicate you. The action itself excommunicates you from the mystical body of Christ, whether you know it or not. So when you die, you're going to think, oh, I'm part of the Catholic Church. Our Lord's going to say, no, you're not. You excommunicated yourself when you did this, this, that, and the other, and you didn't repent. Wow. That's a yeah. serious matter. Continue, Jesse. So the FBI, when I think about the FBI, I'm part of the firm believers in. I'm not part of the government's agency of, uh, of anti-Catholic bigots. The FBI admits to seeking informants within the Diocese of Richmond, and they're even going after the SSPX. According to Representative Jim Jordan, by the way, if anybody sees Jim Jordan in public, don't ever let that man pay for a meal, okay? <laughs> pay for his meal. What this guy's done for Catholics is, is uh, it, uh, I, it, we can't, re we can't no, repay can't this repay guy, this guy. No. Yeah, for what he's done for us. That's right. So... April 11th letter, according to Jim Jordan, the FBI's plan included contacting mainline Catholic churches right. and the local diocesan leadership, as well as leadership within the SSPX in Richmond, to develop news sources to report on what the FBI alleges to be suspicious activity. The FBI planned to recruit leaders in both a Virginia diocese and the Society of St. Pius X 
to spy on faithful Catholics. The FBI provided information to U.S. Congressman Jim Jordan, chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, admitting that it had sought information derived from at least one undercover employee mm-hmm. seeking to infiltrate Catholic religious organizations as new avenues for tripwire and source development. Jordan has previously received 18 pages of heavily redacted documents regarding its investigation of Catholics and the Catholic Church in the Diocese of Richmond, Virginia, and due to the limited response thus far by the FBI to Congressman Jordan's initial request, the House Judiciary Committee initiated yet another subpoena for further information from the FBI. According to the FBI response per Jordan's April 10th letter, the FBI's plan included, here it is, contacting mainline Catholic parishes and the local diocesan leadership, as well as leadership within the Society St. Pius X in Richmond, Virginia, to develop new sources to report on what the FBI alleges to be suspicious activity. You know what, Jesse, with all of this being said, I'm almost, it's almost laughable that they're going after the, uh, the Catholic Church's you know, traditional Catholics. They're the most loyal citizens in the country. And then think about, you've talked about this on our show with us, about Islamic terrorists coming across the border and just having complete freedom. We see all these uh, things happening. And why aren't they going after the high uh, you know, information people like that that you know are out to get us. I mean, it's almost like it's it's almost like they're 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 being misled purposely to distract us so that the bad guys can get in. It's just re- it's hard to believe. I I mean, is there is this microphone on? Did this really happen? It's open season on Catholics under the just, Biden administration. It's just anti-Catholicism. That's basically yeah. all it is. Well, let's uh, uh, Catholic vote has documented about uh, about a hundred attacks. Yeah. On Catholic churches, yeah, about a hundred, maybe yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. Catholic vote has also documented about another hundred attacks yeah. on Catholic pregnancy centers and Catholic counseling centers, uh, pro-life counseling centers. Uh, attacks, Molotov cocktails, vandalism, burning, graffiti, uh, threats, and also Terry the coup de gras. They, uh, a Catholic bishop was murdered. This is the first time this LA ever happened County. in the United States of America yep. in L.A. County. So, yeah, it, it's open season on Catholicism, and it's coming from the highest offices. And what's really shocking, Jesse, is I can see it coming from a Mason, okay? I can see that. But we've got a guy who says he's a Catholic and that he carries his rosary with mm. him. And he, mm. he, it's, 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 like a, it's like so phony that you just say, well, how in the world is this guy really, is he really believe that he is a, a devout Catholic. How in the world can he get fool himself on that? I just he has as much he has. But Joe Biden has as much faith as Judas Iscariot. There you go. Okay, and I'll tell you the all the, all the FBI is going to see if they go to an SSPX parish or an FSSP parish yeah. or a diocesan parish that offers a Latin mass. Here's what you're going to see, FBI. Listen to what I'm saying because yep. you're probably monitoring our show. Yep. You're going to see a, a bunch of faithful Catholics that lean patriot, that lean conservative, that have large families. Many of them are under 40. Uh, All the women wear veils and long dresses. 
Uh, that's what you're going to, and you're going to find there that nobody there has a criminal record, not even probably a parking ticket. You're going to find people that love their country, love their faith, and love their families and love their marriages. Well, that's what you're going to find, FBI. And, I can tell you, don't waste your time going over there. I'll tell you exactly what you're going to find there. And they might also find some of the people that are going to church have actually stood up for life and been arrested at abortion clinics for life. If that's their worst crime, so be it. Yep. Uh, so the, the uh, priests associated with the SSPX, the article says, provide Catholic lady access to the sacraments using the pre-1970 liturgical rituals. Catholics who attend chapels of the SSPX are not members of the organization. Uh, Jordan outlined in his most famous recent letter yeah. that this information is outrageous and only reinforced the committee's need for all FBI material responsive to our request. He goes on to emphasize that the FBI admits that the organization has deliberately sought to enlist Catholic houses of worship as potential sources to monitor and report on their parishioners, <laughs> thereby violating the First Amendment rights of Catholics and others within their houses of worship. Yeah. Based on the unlimited, uh, based on the limited information produced by the FBI to the committee, we know that the FBI relied on at least one undercover agent to produce its analysis. And that the FBI proposed that its agents engage in outreach to Catholic parishes to develop sources among the clergy and church leadership to inform on Americans practicing their faith. Representative Jordan wrote to the FBI director, Christopher Ray on Monday. Jordan also reiterated that despite the FBI's initial response to the revelation, he said this, quote, We know that the FBI distributed this document to field offices across the country. <clears throat> and that it was unclear how many FBI employees have accessed Catholic houses of worship across the country based upon the original Richmond document, close quote. I Gary have one Commons. question, yeah. Where is the evidence that these traditional Catholics have caused problem, problems in America? Can you demonstrate one case where, for example, was it a transgender who, who did the shooting up at the Presbyterian Church, or was it a for traditional Catholic? <laughs> I, don't, I think you can answer that question. I'm just asking, where's the evidence, Jess? Terry, there's been a rash of shootings from transgenders in the last couple of weeks. I, I a rash. traditional Catholics that did a, this. A rash of shootings of transgender, uh, confused people that are diabolically exactly. afflictive that have been shooting innocent people That's because right. they don't agree with their lifestyle. Yep. And guess what, Terry? Uh, Nothing. We don't, yeah, we hear crickets. Yeah. Uh, uh, we don't see the FBI infiltrating the transgender community, and they should, but they won't. The problem is that the Biden administration, let's just be honest here. Yeah. They've weaponized the FBI against Catholics. Case in point, look at Mark Houck as Exhibit A. Example. Yeah. And the FBI is also targeting, uh, because of the Biden administration, they're also targeting patriots like the J January 6th prisoners yeah. and patriots like Donald Trump. What's happening in this country is complete madness. Yeah, turning madness. Down. Yeah. We are witnessing okay. what the Democrats will do when they control the levers of power in this country. Yeah, that's exactly right, Jesse. And this is why we need to get on our knees and pray for our country, pray for our leaders in our church, because it is a big mess. And the FBI, I, know, I have friends that worked in the FBI who are Catholics, and I imagine that they're just like, scandalized to see that this is going on but these are the facts Jess and this is why 
you know, how do we keep our peace, Jess? I'll tell you how we keep our peace. You see this crucifix in my hands? Yeah. That's who we worship. Yep. That's how we keep our peace. Our relationship with Jesus Christ is strong. Everything is fine. We live in the state of grace. Hey, this is the key to living out our life as Catholics in this country by living holy lives. Your thoughts, Jess? Yeah, Terry. <clears throat> our hope is in Jesus Christ. Do not put your hope in this world. Nope. The first pope, St. Peter, said in 1 Peter one twenty one, he says that your faith and hope may be in God. The first pope said that, that your faith and hope may be in God. Don't place your faith and hope in political solutions. Don't place your faith in political leaders. Don't place, place your faith in lawyers and judges, in scientists and businessmen, in sports, in weathermen, in news announcers, in propaganda, in romance novels, in junk science, in revisionist history, in left-wing ideology, in liberation theology. No. Put your hope and faith in God and God alone. You nailed it. Do not put your trust in men, the Bible says, at least twice in the Psalms. Yep. Put your trust in the Lord. And that's why, Jesse, we do what we do here at Virgin Most Powerful. And I want to thank the listeners who support us to do what we just did today. Yeah, what we just did is we said problem, solution. Problem is sin. Solution, grace, Jesus Christ. Simple. So thank you for supporting us. And if you'd like to become a monthly donor where you can get our products that we give to you of Scott Hahn, Jesse Romero, Tim Staples, all of our recordings for $25 a month or more, we make that available to you. Go to vmpr.org or call us at 877-526-2151. Remember this, never worry about who will be offended if you speak the truth. Worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you don't. Jess Romero, what state should we be living in, brother? State of sanctifying grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Dr. Peter Crave says, hope is faith directed to the future. Remember that. St. Father de Pio says, pray hope and don't worry. Worry is useless. God is merciful and God will hear your prayer. I hope this inspired you because it inspired me to fall deeper in love with Jesus Christ and his bride, the church. Remember Our Lady of Fatima? Every day she says this message that souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Offer a sacrifice. Make everything a sacrifice. Give it all to God and then everything becomes valuable in life. May God richly bless you. And thanks again for supporting us here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Up next, the Dr. Sandoval Saul. So get it, get it from DMPR.org. Yeah.